Be Welcome, Herbie. The mo- <laughs> Actually, don't say that because Christy will be upset because that was her oh, title. The most we'll get a text guest. from Christy immediately. And your dad, too. Honestly, I told Herbie last night, he has some big shoes to fill. He was like, oh, I'm the first guy. I was like, no, you're not. We had no. dad, obviously, and then Dr. Mondo. And you know how we feel about Dr. Mondo. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite episodes. But still, very exciting. Very, very exciting day because we have Herbie, Allie's boyfriend, joining us on the podcast. This is our first significant other to join us. So that's a good title for you. There you go. That's there first. You go. There you go. I love me. How do you feel about that one? I love a first. I do love a first. <laughs> um, okay. So I wanted to have you on because something that you talk about all the time and I have a lot of questions about is football. And like I grew up with football. I know about football, but I feel like there's a lot to learn between like fantasy football, betting on football, like all the things. I just think that we need to hash out here because if I have questions about it, I know that so many other people do too. Yeah. And I feel like we're in that time of the year where I'm seeing TikToks and it's like, RIP to my boyfriend. I will now be losing him for the next four to five months as it's football season and like all these funny, like fancy football season TikToks. And I feel like a lot of girls are entering the time of maybe like their boyfriends are now obsessed, but they might not feel like they know as much information. So what did I send you? I sent you one the other day of the TikTok the other day of the girl who said, I will never date a football boy. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of football happening. I mean, technically, right now, there is not a day out of the week that doesn't have football on it, which is, which is crazy. I actually love it. You guys know that I'm more of a sports person, maybe than Allie, just because I grew up watching it with my dad. And it's actually insane because, you know, the commentary of like NFL football games, like, you mm-hmm. know, the, the okay, the ESPN commentary. I swear, nothing soothes me like that commentary. When I'm super anxious, I will put... (laughs) No, and I literally have like spoken to my therapist about this, but it's because I think I associate it so strongly with like being at home and being with dad. (laughs) But I swear, like if I'm like just so anxious, like... Yes, like no, like just the commentary of any game, like any single game. Oh, wow. Uh, You're you're taking a bath and you're like listening to recordings of Joe Bob. Exactly. 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 I was having a full on panic attack packing for like leaving Italy. I was just a mess. And I turned on the Mississippi State Texas A&M game. Like I don't even care about either of those teams. I actually hate (laughs) Mississippi State. But it was just like the sound. I was like, okay, like, it's just so calming. Honestly, though, like, don't get me wrong. I it's not that I don't like sports. I do. I love sports. And honestly, for me, it's like I love the vibe. Like I love having game day on on Saturdays. Yeah. I love making game day snacks. I love having it on. I love taking a nap while football's on. Like that's just yes. the vibe that I like. A nap during football is like elite. The cover of this podcast should be the spread that you made for the Ravens game on. Yeah. And there was chili. I mean, it was like I my really went day. to town. You really did. It was my favorite day ever. <laughs> It was the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. Even if you don't actually love watching the game, like you aren't really into what's really going on. There's a lot of parts you can love, like a spread. So that's We good. love a spread. Um, <laughs> okay. So I guess we should just kick this off and go no right into intended. it. No pun intended. Kick it off. No nice. Pun intended. <laughs> nice. No pun You're intended. start. So, <laughs> Herbie, I feel like you would love dad jokes for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> He does like a good dad joke. Um, Before we get started, for those that don't know, question number one. Herbie, can you tell us a little bit about how you and Allie met? And maybe a little bit of background information about yourself. 
<laughs> so much, so much to unpack, so much to know. Um, there's a lot to unpack. So I first met your sister. Uh, I actually met your mother first. Of course. We were at Bure. I was at a big dinner and your mother was there. And your mother was like, oh my gosh, you are a dreamboat. You should, have, you should absolutely meet my daughter. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are amazing. Um, no, we, we, had a, <laughs> we did have a nice dinner though. Um, and I love talking to your mother. And she said, I think it was like roles reverse. Like you were like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like you have a daughter. I have to meet her. (laughs) It's possible that it could have been a couple drinks deep at that dinner because we were going into, I don't know what party it was at Sigma Nu, but anyway, she's like, you should meet my daughter. I said, absolutely. I would love to. I didn't, I don't think I even got your number or anything. But then that night at Sigma Nu house, late in the evening, you walked in and you looked like your mother. No, I was walking out. You were walking out, sorry. And you looked like your mother. And I, you know, with my couple, beverages of liquid confidence is like i'm gonna walk right up to you and say hello uh and that was in 2013 2013 oh and that's when we first I met literally in like kindergarten that year <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was a long yeah long but we time ago. it was not love at first sight don't be i feel like it might have been it was not i feel like it could have been but <laughs> not it that way. um because here we are in 2022 <laughs> about uh 10 or so years later. Okay, but you guys need to talk about like the departure, but then the reconnection. There was a quick departure. It didn't last. Okay, so we, (laughs) Herbie would not leave me alone. This is the part of the story that he is leaving out. So from the moment we met until like the spring, it was fall semester we met. It was the spring when he just kept texting me nonstop, was always there, just always in my line. I'm surprised you let that fly because you hate people like bothering me. Honestly. I know. It's like very out of character for me. I felt like I was bothering her too, which was It was obvious that you were. Okay. So anyway, I finally just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna invite him to this date party, you know, let it run its course, whatever. So I invited him to Kappa Crawfish that year and you came and then it was like right before summer and I was leaving to go to New York for the summer. And so we like didn't didn't, didn't really talk me. much. And then that fall, we started. I tried to talk. A you lot. did. Yeah, I shut it down. But then that fall, we actually started officially dating, I guess. And persistence. That's what you were Persistence is key in this life uh, and anything that you do. So if you ever want to have another podcast on, on persistence, I can help you. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we Captain dated Crawfish. for a little bit in college and then we broke up. And then we kind of went our separate ways for a while. I had a whole different long term relationship. And so did you, honestly. And then. We would see each other every now and then. Like we would see each other in New York. We would see each other in LA. Just kind of like work trips. We'd always cross paths. Maybe you were stalking me. I don't know. <laughs> DVD. I have a general sense of where you might be. Oh. Yeah, you, Herbie. I feel like you did show up a lot of places at Ali. Like, Ali like, was like, yeah, I was like, blah blah, like in this random place. And guess what I saw? And I was like, Herbie. Like it was like you were always seeing him in a random place. And then this New Year's Eve. We were in New Orleans. I don't, I don't know if we've gotten to this point yet, but Herbie randomly shows up there too. And I'm like, oh my God. I guess I remember Bird's face. I remember Bird's face. knew Bert. that you were there. Oh yeah, you did it. And and we I were knew at the because the I had seen you okay last summer when I was in LA for work, we had gotten drinks and like we had just been texting back and forth, but nothing serious. And then New Year's Eve, I told you I was on Bourbon Street, and then you showed up at the bar where we were. But there was a little bit more that went into that. 
I didn't just show up on bourbon. Okay. I was going to the game. I didn't just like fly down to New Orleans. I remember showing, <laughs> it's not that bad. We were having a little bit of back making and forth. It sounds so creepy. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It's really, um, but I remember Bird's face. I was like walking up to the both of you and Bird like turns and makes eye contact with me. He's like, oh my God. And I was like, no, no, don't worry. She knows I'm here. She knows I'm here. I didn't just stalk my way into this. <laughs> This New Year's Eve celebration. Oh, Sally, you'll never believe who's here. You'll never believe who's here. And she was like, obviously, yeah. So that is, I feel like that was kind of the like the ultimate reconnection. And then since then, it yeah. And now it's and now and then it's, we started dating in Feb. It's actually now it's crazy. Real. Yeah, seven so, months. So Herbie, just give a little like thirty second summary about like what you do, how you work at GameStop, and. Yeah. <laughs> This is why I love hanging out. Because we've never had a GameStop employee on this podcast. Yes. Um, So (laughs) I, well, in regards to the topic, actually, football, I love football. My first ever internship was with the Baltimore Ravens when I was a junior in high school. Um, I worked for Hugh Freeze and his first year at Ole Miss, which was a fun year for all of us. Um, I worked in, I learned, I worked for the NFL for two and a half years after college. And now I work in video games and esports, not at GameStop, <laughs> as Bird might tell you. Um, and I, I work in sales. I do sponsorship sales and uh, brand partnerships in the video games and esports industry, but there is no doubt that my greatest passion lies on the football field. I love football, and I will say something about you to make up for all the creepy comments. Um, my favorite thing about you is that you are very supportive, and whatever I want to do, you like help me do it. Like with Primp last night, we sat and we had a little session about Primp, and you're very smart and helpful. Thank you so much. It was fun reviewing all of those numbers. Yep, a nice relaxing way to shut down a Sunday. The best thing I think in a significant a significant other is when they're able to like hype you up in your dreams. Cause I feel like a lot of people out there, like sometimes the relationships can be really one-sided. Like it's just one person mm-hmm. hyping up the other person. But when you're able to like equally do that, I think that's the best thing to look. I'm for. a massive primp supporter. I'm waiting on my merch. I'm waiting. Herbie's already like written his job description. I'd like to be an influencer. <laughs> I like primp, to... He put primp ambassador on his resume. Primp ambassador. He wants to be VP of sales or something. Yeah. Bring it. I'm, okay. I'm all in. We'll, we'll come from, back to that. Video we'll, games we'll, to we'll circle back to that. Um, okay. But you kind of touched on this, but tell us a little bit about football in your life. Like, is it a everyday thing for you? Like what, what role does it play in your life? Total. Well, so we, we actually talked about this the other day because obviously I went to Ole Miss, but I didn't really have a college team that I followed until I went to Ole Miss. My dad went to University of Virginia um, and Virginia stinks at football. So I grew up as a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. And that is like the core of my life as a football fan, because that's just what we grew up doing. 16 years. I think we missed like three home games. So every single Sunday it was wake up, go to church. My jersey was in the back of the car. Dad had a Bloody Mary and a cigar ready to go. And then we would leave church (laughs) and drive. And like when you talk about, you know, (laughs) moments for like, you know, think you think about your dad, like. I associate cigars so much and, and Bloody Marys to <laughs> driving down 95 to get to M&T Bank Stadium and to like be there all day. And it was just my favorite thing. My best friend, Jack Riel, growing up, we had four seats, him and his dad. 
me and my dad, and we just never missed a Ravens game. Uh, and I always wanted to work uh, in football for a long time. I wanted to be a GM. Um, so I, I got an internship as a scout uh, for the Ravens when I, my junior year in high school, which was like a free internship. And it was the great, greatest summer of my life. Um, and then when I went, when I decided to go uh, to Ole Miss, the Ravens set me up with a job for working for Hugh Freeze um, and working for Chris Kiffin and Tom Allen at the time, who were the linebackers and defensive uh, defensive line coaches. And I was watching their film, doing recruiting, helping with the uh, you know uh, helping with recruiting days. You know, we had Robert Comdici at the time, Evan Ingram, all those guys were coming in and visiting Ole Miss. So I did that for a year. Um, and then right out of school, I went to work for the NFL and I did ticket sales and uh, hospitality for Super Bowl 51, 52, and 53. So I worked in the business side of the NFL. And then after a while, I was like, okay, I can keep doing this, but I love being a fan and I wanted to get into some more entrepreneurial stuff. But football and really the Ravens are like, so core to, and you got to see it on Sunday. My, oh yeah, I had a front row seat. It was special. I said, did the Ravens, Ravens rain on Sunday? They did not. And I said, I said, Ali, like I care about two things this weekend. I care about Ole Miss. You know, we had a great day. You know, we beat Kentucky, day. and then I care about the Ravens on Sunday. She's like, okay, well, where do you want to watch it? I was like, I want to watch it at home. It was a and safer. I'm so glad we did. <laughs> it's a safer environment for me. I I pace a lot. There's a lot of shouting. Yeah, you a lot of profanity. It's impaired. So, I mean, my mother can't stand it. What I have taken from that, because the question was, what does football mean to you? A, <laughs> everything. <laughs> and also the fact that you would pregame the football and the cigars and the Bloody Mary with church, and then you would go to the game. So oh, yeah. Really, that's great. Priorities. Like that <laughs> um, okay, so I think going off of all of this history of football love and everything. So from like a girl's perspective who might be listening to this, what are some of the first steps you can take or guys? Like, I mean, Kynan literally does not know anything about football. He Kynan's a Ravens fan no now. You can tell idea. him that. Like he, we were watching an Ole Miss game together one time and he was like, just, it was so crazy how much of a foreign concept it was to him. So what are some of the first steps you can take if football is a foreign concept to you? I was thinking about this answer last night because my first thing is to always like pick pick someone you want to follow, whether it be a team, whether it be a player, whether you have a city, whatever it is, like pick a team. So for Kynan, it would probably be Ole Miss or the Packers, right? Um, and that's it should maybe be some like a team that means a lot to like maybe your significant other or like significant other or like I mean, my sister used to tease me all the time. She's like, oh, I'm a Dolphins fan. I love the Dolphins. I love the logo. I love the colors. I'm like, okay, that's annoying because you're a Ravens fan. And, you know, she just but, you know, she liked the logo. She, she's not really a football fan, but something that appeals um, she, to you. Something that appeals to you. Um, and then I'd say follow on all their socials, right? Start to get to know just the basics. Are they winning? Are they losing? Um, and then like as you start to watch games, I'd say, because this is where things can get complicated, don't necessarily sit there and watch games asking to learn about the sport itself, but like maybe have a buddy that you're with or like if, you know, kind of sitting with you or if you're sitting with me, it's like, hey, 
can you just tell me a little bit about what's happening here? I don't know football. I, I don't know the rules. I don't know everything. Cheer when people are cheering and then say a profanity when people are saying profanities. Um, and, you know, if there's like, you know, hey, whisper to the side, what just happened right there? Instead of like asking a room of 20 people, oh my gosh, why didn't he throw the football? That might get you in some trouble. So pick a team. And then if you're going to watch games, find a buddy. Yeah, and maybe like for those first couple games, if you're super foreign to the whole concept, like picking someone like one-on-one you can watch the game with who like will answer all your questions and won't be annoyed by you. So you can literally ask all the questions in the world. And maybe If you really care, if you really want to know, like you can watch a replay of anything and be like, hey, I know we're going to go watch the game with all your friends on on Sunday. Can we just sit down and watch some replay and you can walk me through? There is nothing a guy <laughs> would love more than on a Wednesday afternoon to say, hey, can you just walk me through the last Ravens game and talk me through all the rules and all the things? I will never ask you that. <laughs> I'm aware. But I will say it would be pretty awesome. Um, wait, I love what you said yesterday about when you pick a team, like follow them on social media, follow them on you know Twitter, pick a player. I think that's really smart too. It's like when you have a favorite influencer or something, like you're going to follow them on all their channels. You're going to probably watch their old YouTube videos and like learn about their life. So do the same thing. Maybe learn some history. There's going to be like a player that you fall, you know, as you know, I love Lamar Jackson equally, if not more than you. And what? yeah, that's rude. And, that's not what you said the other day. Well, um, he's having a great season. And, um, you know, you will inevitably fall in love with someone or multiple people on a team. And some of these players have podcasts. Some of them have, you know, big social media followings. Like there are influencers on teams. Like Marlon Humphrey is a big time Ravens influencer. He has a podcast that he does for the Ravens and he does brand deals and he's super active on social. So they'll inevitably be players that you kind of like fall in love with. Side note, yesterday we were on a walk and this guy walks by with a Ravens jersey on and I had to physically hold Herbie back from going and like chasing him down to, to talk about the game. a quick conversation about the play calling <laughs> at the end of the game. I just, I feel like, like he would have appreciated right it. He would have appreciated it. Um, oh my God. Okay. So one thing that I think that a lot of people, a lot of girls have questions about because it is becoming more and more popular for different groups to have fantasy football leagues. Like, you know, my work has a fantasy football league. So can you kind of go over a little bit about what exactly is fantasy football and what is the goal there? Bird, do you do fantasy football? So I actually don't do fantasy football. I should do it. But my senior year of college, me and my roommates, we never actually did it live, but or like put the team on the internet or whatever you can do. I don't even know much about fantasy football myself, but we made a team based on how hot the guys were on the team. So we picked like the hottest quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo is mine, like the hottest running back. Oh, 100%. He's so hot. <laughs> the 49ers quarterback. But we picked like the hottest guys from every team. And we were gonna Honestly, if you're looking for a player there. to follow, <laughs> if you're looking for a player to follow, I highly recommend Jimmy Garoppolo. He's so hot. So we had this joke that we were going to like actually put put it together and make it live, but we never we never sent the team. So no. But maybe next year I'll do it. So my sister has a team, has a, a college league, and she's been doing it now for years, but it's very clear that it's like boyfriends and dads <laughs> doing it for everyone because I get a text from Julia like 30 seconds before the draft starts be like, I don't want to come in last place this year. You need to come in and help me. <clears throat> so she freaks out. But fantasy football. <laughs> is exactly what it sounds like. It is a fantasy team that you are building based on 
a draft. So if you have a league of eight to 12 people, you basically sit in a draft order, one through 12, and there are players ranked with the amount of points they typically score throughout the season. So you're going to see very high priority players like a Cooper Cup or a Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry, who are people that score a lot of points. You want to draft the people that are going to score the most points because at because when you're when, when you're in a, a matchup every week, so I'm playing somebody from my old Miss league, we're gonna have two fantasy teams that we have drafted. And you're gonna have a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a flex player, a kicker, and a defense. And all the players that you draft, you want to go into each one of their games that they're playing and score points. And you're hoping that the person that you're playing does not score as many, like their players score less points than you. And it just ends up being, you know, straight win loss type stuff. How do you, so obviously there's like the top players in the NFL. Then why wouldn't everyone put all those players on their teams? Like if you took someone, can your friend in your like league not also take him? No. So it's you, you're, you have, it's a good question. So there's like, let's just say for the sake of the explanation, there's 230 players available there's and there's 12 teams drafting all of them you're given a draft order so if somebody in my league finishes in last place last year they get the first overall pick it's similar to like the the nfl draft right so you get the first overall pick they're on your team nobody else can have them unless you trade or they end up sucking and you drop them and you can put them on the waiver wire and then you pick them up each week but there's a lot of like shifts so it's not the team that you start with might not be the team that you end up with i currently stink and I just did a massive trade last night as we were watching a movie, not paying, and I wasn't paying attention because I was focusing on this massive draft that I was, or a massive trade I was trying to make. It was a fun time. Was fun I was explaining places. the NFL draft, like not fancy football, but just the draft to a friend. I think it was last year, and I was explaining it because it doesn't really make sense when you say like, "Oh, the worst team gets to pick first. You think the best, but I was like, imagine like all the worst, like imagine all the stories at Ole Miss. And then instead of you rushing the sororities or fraternities, they get to pick you. But because the worst sororities and fraternities probably have like the least amount of people or they have like the worst year, they could pick you before like the best sorority could. And that's kind of how I explain. And all my friends were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's how you equal the playing field, right? It's like, you know, if we have a guy in our league who constantly finishes last, so he constantly gets to pick first um that doesn't mean it helps doesn't mean it helps you if you're not good at drafting but you know this year jonathan taylor is the running back for the indianapolis colts he scored a gazillion points last year nobody could stop him so he is first ranked on everyone's board and majority of the time that person is always going to go first jonathan taylor goes first in most drafts this year and now he's stinking and hurt and so people are like you know, they, they hemorrhage their entire team on that particular player. So then you go and you okay, okay, who's Jonathan Taylor's backup? Or um, Javante Williams in Denver got hurt yesterday. Who's his backup? Who's going to score points this week? I need to go draft that person so he is on my team to score points. Anyone scoring points, that's who you want to draft. Talk about how defense works because you explained that to me last night. Defense, you're drafting as a collective. So you are drafting the Packers defense or the Ravens defense, and it's actually defense and special teams. So if you get an interception, a fumble recovery, and a sack, that could be a collective 10 points for the entire defense. If you score 
a touchdown off of an interception, you take it for a pick six, that's that's seven points to your defense. And then if you're if anyone scores on special teams, so if anyone takes a kickoff to the house uh, and scores a touchdown, that's another seven points. So you're collectively so it can make or break a team. So if you have a really good defense, like right now, uh, I don't know whose defense is really really that good this year. I guess the Bills' defense is really nasty this year, um, and they're scoring points on special teams. They're scoring points off of off of. Uh, on defense. So you can walk away with 20 to 30 points from your defense, which is really helpful. What is special teams for people who might be confused? Like, yes, <laughs> please really- explain special teams. <laughs> like I have no clue. Special teams is anything when you're kicking. So special teams is punting the ball, field goals. Kickoffs, Why are they called special? Cause they're very special. <laughs> they're very, they're incredibly. So they only do, they only do like three things a game. They but they are like very, very important. Three special jobs only. Whereas, like, <laughs> I am very fortunate because as you as you go, I mean, most people. If you're watching, if you're you know, if you're a girl out there and you're watching your boyfriend suffer through this season, there's a good chance that you're they're watching a team with a bad kicker and they've missed a kick at a crucial point. And when you have a good kicker and he's an automatic like the Ravens do with Justin Tucker, it is such a value add because. If you have an entire game that is played up until the last second and then your kicker has a 36-yarder to win a football game and they crank it or miss it to the right, there is nothing more debilitating. So that person is special because they can literally do one thing the entire <laughs> That's game a lot of pressure. and lose it. Oh, yeah. So if, if you can tell that your significant other is very upset, is a good thing to say like, wow, we really need some new special teams. <laughs> um, let me think about that for a second. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, you could say like our special teams really need to get it together. I wouldn't. There say, you go. Yeah, That's I mean. a better. Yeah, yeah. You'd say I, we need a new effing kicker, or we need like how that guy. <laughs> typically, whenever if a if a if a kicker in a game that my dad are watching like misses a kick, he'll literally text me one thing always, and he goes one job. <laughs> You've got That's what one dad job. Says. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But going off of that question, I think it kind of rolls into the next one pretty nicely. So how can you best console your significant other when their team gets absolutely destroyed? Like what would, in your opinion, what is the best way to, I know people like mourn in different ways, but what would you say? I can actually take this one oh, since good. I this experienced good. it firsthand yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, you were aces on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing you can do is just make some food guys love food obviously so comfort them with food it's a real thing um i made chili which you loved it was delicious and then also just like be quiet and let them work (laughs) it out like (laughs) i took a nap let her walk around and talk to himself and nothing puff um just don't really say anything except like god they really need to get it together just like agree when he says stuff so if they're like if he's like you know damn it you can just be like yeah fuck the bills yeah, that was that was well done. There were a couple things that you said that that weren't helpful. Like what? Let me like, walk uh, you through those. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was there was one where uh, uh, I think Lamar Jackson took a sack, and she goes, "Why didn't he throw it?" And I wanted to be like, if I had that answer, I would be in a much better place. Or why did we lose? <laughs> Say that. I think you might have. No, I didn't. Why do we call that play? Yeah, because it was a bad play call. Yes. And if I had a direct line to John Harbaugh on Sunday as to why we did that, 
I would have called. Did you him like that out. comment I though? I immediately out. was like, "God, bad play calling." <laughs> I don't think it exactly went down that way. Something else that would like maybe be hard to hear would be like, like for our team. Obviously, we're Packers fans. Like, man, aren't the Packers horrible this year? Or like, <laughs> damn, the Ravens really suck, right? It's like that would that would bum me out as a out fan. You have to you have to also just always be conscious of the amount of time that we're investing. So when you pop in just for game day or when you take a nap in the middle of the game and then you have commentary, <laughs> that is a, that's a dangerous game. To also, play. it's pretty miraculous that I was able to nap because you were being very loud. I was being very loud. I was pretty impressed. I actually sent a picture to the family group chat of you napping. Did you really? Because my dad falls asleep during games. It was very much like my dad. I hate photos I like of me share You're so photogenic when you sleep. I showed I showed her read the photo that kind of guys guys just side note really quick. So Kynan has his favorite photo of me. He so he has this album on his phone and it's like all the photos of me that he loves that he's taken, and it's called like Sarkar. And in the album he goes, I gotta show you my favorite picture I've ever taken. And I was thinking like, oh like what could this be? I hope I look like so beautiful. He goes, no, I have it right here. I look at it all the time. It's so beautiful. And he pulls up, he pulls up a photo of me asleep. I look like a corpse. He's like bird. I literally have never looked more corpse-like in my life. And he was like, You just look so sweet. I wish I could like show it to you guys right now because it's like We'll have to put it on Instagram. I will maybe put it on this. And also, like the way his hand is around your head is so. He's like cradling my my face, and I'm like just dead. I just mouth open. You've never been a pretty sleeper, bird. No, I'm not a beautiful sleeper. Like mouth open, drooling, whatever. But Allie was out. So back to the question, and what I think I've taken from it is that maybe the best advice to console is like make make snacks and. And let like leave them alone. But our dad is like that too. Like, do you remember Ali? Like, our dad, he's become like better about it over the years. But especially when we were younger, and Ole Miss has just like never been super good. Like, being an Ole Miss fan is pretty tough. We would lose games, and he would run home. He yeah. would. We would like drive home, and he would have to go run. Like, so we lived yeah. sort of close to campus, but so. I will say I'm typically more of a mess. Like losing to the Dolphins, we, the Ravens have had two really painful losses this year, um, both big blown leads, and you know, uh, just very tough to tough to swallow. But the environment that you created, which was leave the phone, let's go for a walk, was very helpful. I was not over it by the end, but. I did feel better. Just you know, you said get, I didn't think about the Ravens for twenty minutes, which is really it changes a lot. But I, I, once we lose, I won't watch football for the rest of the day. I can't really. I'll check in on things, but I'll I'll I can't really watch it for the rest of the day. It kind of ruins it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we kind of touched on this, but what are some questions that a girl should never ask a guy during football? Like, what are your top three? Like, never ask. I think the 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 why question. Why? is one that we like to think we have the answer to, but when asked is frustrating. When it's like, why didn't that happen? Why did we call that play? Why, like if you questions ask me why we called that can't be answered by you. Questions that can't not, be answered, right? It's more of like commentary. Like, you know, if, if, if it's an interception, like, God, that was a bad throw. Like commenting on what has happened versus why did he throw it to the other team? 
That is not a good question. <laughs> like make a statement, don't ask a question. Correct. Basically. Yes. No statements, questions. Unless you're in that other type, you're in that buddy buddy situation where you'd be like, lean over to your friend and say, Hey, like what just what just happened? Why did that just happen? What just happened there? Okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. Moving on to something that I think is just as interesting, um, especially to me as fancy football would be sports betting. And I feel like this has become more of a thing. Like when I was in college, the later years of my college, I feel like sports betting became a huge thing. I started hearing about my guy friends that had like books and I was like, what the hell is that? But what is sports betting? Is it legal? And how do you go about doing it? And can we do it to make a lot? Like, how can we make money from this? So sports betting has become way more popular over the last couple of years because it has started to become more legalized in the U.S. Um, For the longest time, the legal way to sports bet was to go to Vegas and to go sit in a sports book and to pick games and go up to sit in a book. So a sports book is, I should sorry, sorry, I should say a sports book is a a beautiful oasis of sports and alcohol. It's so it's a bar. It's a bar, but you're basically you're watching. 500 screens and there's a big stadium type seating of cushy chairs and there's bars all around and guys will sit there all day and they'll bet on horses they'll bet on football they'll bet on basketball they'll bet bet on everything but it was only in vegas yeah that's where like the the majority of it's legal um but there are you know similar to a drug dealer you know there are bookies out there now it's not as similar but you can get addicted to gambling and it's it is you know uh it is a vice. People right? do have but, to go to rehab for gambling. Totally. Seriously. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, there are ways like people that that run books, um, you know, they have house money that they play with. You are betting against that particular person. They're they're not necessarily giving out the lines, but Vegas is always setting the line. So today, What's a, line? a line today, the line will be, okay, the Ravens play the Bengals on here. I can pull it up. But all the lines for the games of the week will come out. But what is a line? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Uh, a line is basically with all the algorithms, all the everything focused on one particular game. What does the what is Vegas predicting the score of a game, and what are they predicting one team to beat the other? So it's like the guess, guesses. Pretty much the guesses, but you'd be shocked. Like one thing that is always so crazy. Like after the Ravens were a three and a, a three point underdog this past week against the bills at home, which is a Ravens are rarely underdogs at home. So Vegas with all the information that they have about the team, the weather, the the players, the coaching, everything, that's what they came up to be. And the bills beat the Ravens by three. Like Vegas can just be right. And wow. I don't know. No one knows anything about the lines makers. No one knows anything about anything, but what they do know is that Vegas is just constantly. So there are these just like mystery people that are coming up with these lines. I think they're people. They could just be really impressive computers. So, okay. Ravens Bengals on, on, uh, at seven twenty on Sunday night, the line is the Ravens are three and a half point fa- or sorry. They're a three point favorite. Um, and the to- the over under is 48. What's an over under. So the over under is how many points you think, or Vegas thinks are going to be scored by both teams in the game. So a total of points. So 24, 20. So if the score is 24, 24, then that actually pushes that would hit the over exactly. But if the score was 42 to 42, that's crushing the over. If the score is 10 to seven, that's a total of 17 points. That's hitting the under. 
Okay. And then the line, so the Ravens are three are three point favorite at home. Vegas is betting that, uh, or Vegas is saying that the, they think that the Ravens are going to win by three points at home. Got it. And I am going to take that bet most likely. So, what are the things that you can bet on? There's a lot of different things that you can bet on. So, you, I mean, you can based based on the way that sports betting is becoming more legal, um, and you know. MGM and Penn National Gaming and Caesars, like they want people gambling all the time. So they'll create these sports books and there's experiences that you can just bet at any moment of any football game. So at the start of a game, I can bet on the over-under. I can bet who's going to win. I can bet on who's going to score the first touchdown. I can bet on how many yards Lamar Jackson's going to throw for. I can bet on who's going to throw an interception. And then I can bet on the first quarter, the second quarter, the third. I mean, you can bet literally on anything throughout the game. During the Super Bowl, you can even bet on what color Gatorade they're going to dump. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Those are those are called prop bets, and you can say, and then people bet on how long the national anthem is going to be. Oh you know, God. they bet on the over under on the national anthem. Okay, well, so how do you know? <laughs> how do you know if your significant other has a gambling addiction? Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> there are certain things that you just should and shouldn't be gambling on, but honestly, it, it, it's all it's all fair game. If you hear anything about a loan shark or a <laughs> type of situation, or if you notice that your dates are going from you know steakhouses to McDonald's, that would be probably a concern. If you're <laughs> if you're betting the rent on Tuesday night maction of Kent State and Ohio State hitting like action. It's basically the Mac conference, which is all these great colleges that just play entertaining, high scoring football. Um, and the overs are typically pretty profitable, but um, it's just, you know, random Tuesday night college football games. So if you stop taking me to nice dinners, I'll know. Yeah. If I, if I take you to a McDonald's next time I'm here, that means, you know, that, and I did not have a good weekend this week. So um, tonight, could be a McDonald's type night. Maybe just like if <laughs> if you start hearing that they're we'll like owing, <laughs> if you start hearing that they're like owing a lot of people money, like that would be a red flag. Like like if someone comes up to you at the bar and they're like, "Bro, your boyfriend owes me a grant." Like, okay, let's sit down, let's talk about that. Like, and also if your boyfriend is sports betting. And spending thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars even on sports bets, and it isn't taking you on dates. You need to dump him. Like that's a loser. Exactly. Break up. We will. We will be having. Unless he's winning, we'll be talking later. Unless he's winning, Al's getting. Al's getting pretty close to. She's getting the addiction. She's she's getting pretty close to hitting well, some bets. Well, Herbie lets me pick a parlay, which is when you group a, a group when it's basically a group of bets that you group together and. Herbie lets me pick them. And so I really just pick them based on the colors of the teams, the locations, connections I have to the teams. But let me just say the Bills have really fucked me the last two <laughs> weeks. So I don't appreciate that. She had a six leg parlay. It was 40 bucks to win 800. And she got all six right except the Bills against the Dolphins. And then they beat the Ravens on Sunday and really just put a damper on the afternoon. So Allie's pretty anti Bills yeah. these days, which makes sense, which yeah. I'm supportive of. <laughs> I see on TikTok a lot these videos and it's like, hey, ladies, if you absolutely want to like blow your boyfriend's mind and make him think you're cheating on him, send him this text. And they'll say like, it's like a very detailed football sports betting text. 
So for example, like the one I saw on TikTok was like, hey, did you get money line or hey, did you bet money line on Alabama this week? But it's like longer than that. It's like very detailed. Herbie, what is a text that someone could send their boyfriend to really like fuck with them about sports betting? If Allie texted me and said, how do you feel about the Ravens minus three at home this weekend? I think they play pissed off after losing to the Bills. And I don't think the Bengals can win on the road right now. I would be like, who is this other man that you're seeing? <laughs> and where? what is his name and social security number? I would be horrified. So if you come into any type of situation, just ask about, hey, what do you think about these three games? I'm thinking about setting up a parlay. I It would be inspiring and threatening all at once. So if I were to set up my own parlay or like <laughs> do my own bets, like what, where would I even start? Like, is there an app that everyone uses? So I have this app open right here. I use the score. The score is just a app that has basically, it has the games. It doesn't necessarily have like in deep, in-depth pro, uh, like prop lines and things like that, but it's got a lot of information about the, the game itself. Um, and then it has like all the, the lines. So the line is, uh, is three, the over-under is four, or sorry, the over-under is 48. Um, you can get some more in-depth stuff like on, I think it's Odd Shark is a website that a lot of people use. I'm also a big Barstool guy, as you know, so I follow all of their like YouTube channels and shows and I watch all their stuff. All right. Well, Herb, we like to end each episode by asking our guests, what is a mantra or affirmation that you are living by right now? I always live by by three. Oh. Yes. But one of them has to do with sports betting and they're from my dad. <laughs> so number one is never give up. Number two is you don't know shit about shit, which is basically translated to never act like the smartest person in the room. And then the third is always take the points at home in the division. <laughs> and what that means is basically go for the field goal. Um, no. Okay. Good guess. <laughs> Good guess. Tech and, and honestly, like tech technically. So the NFL is set up in divisions, right? There's the AFC, the NFC, and there's four divisions on each side. The division games, so the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers all play each other twice a year. And those are very pivotal games to win to get into the playoffs. If you are playing a division game, if you are at home, if you're playing in Baltimore and you are an underdog, if you're a three-point underdog against the Browns, my dad and I live by the rule, take the points at home in the division. There's something wrong. There is, it's, they're always tight games. They're never three points or they're never 10 points. It is what it is. It's always a one-point game. And that's generally a profitable venture for us. So we always just say those are our top two things in regards to life. And then the third is always take the points at home in the division. <laughs> Wow. Well, hopefully some of you can find that applicable. Um, but I'm really glad we had you on. Herb has been our most faithful listener. He has yeah, listened to he every really episode. Is. You really are I'm so dedicated. I am dedicated. <laughs> yeah. I'm locked in. He was using it to his benefit before we actually started dating. I would say if you need any insider tips to dating, is date a girl with a podcast because she gives away all of her insider secrets <laughs> and you can buy her gifts. You can buy her mother. That's how I got your mother. <laughs> That gift of cookies. Um, and you can figure out how she's really doing in life. So, oh, wow, I feel like I should check in right now because she's really struggling. <laughs> I asked Kynan, I asked him what if he'd ever listened to our podcast. And he goes, 
to be honest, I really don't listen to it, but I listened to one episode and I was like, what episode? He said it was the breakup episode because remember when we were really fighting Allie and we had the breakup episode and I was like, this is a perfectly timed episode for this week because I'm actually having some relationship problems. <laughs> and he said he listened to the whole thing. Came in, gun, taking notes. So hopefully we can convince him. Kynan is a little bit like, I would say more soft-spoken than me, but hopefully I can convince him to come onto an episode. I don't know what, because I don't know if there's a big draw, draw out there for like people who want jujitsu knowledge. We should get Kynan to talk about self-defense. That needs to be your first video would, episode. That would be a good one. No, he did teach me like this amazing self-defense move, how to get someone off of your back. And it actually is really helpful. So hopefully we'll have a video of that coming on yeah. TikTok this week. Thank you so much for coming, Herbie. <laughs> We Ladies, really it's, having you. our first boyfriend on the pod. It's so fun to be with you both. Best of luck. Thank you in for your all the support. Endeavors. Go Ravens. And I'll see you, Bert, I'll see you at Ole Miss, Alabama. I'll see you at the Bama game. Howdy, Toddy. Howdy, Toddy. Gosh, I'm Howdy, Toddy. Go Ravens.